All right. Welcome back to another week of the Trading Triangle. Great to be back. Looking forward to getting through some charts with my friends, Sean and Kay. Kay, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I am doing well. The voice is a little weird today because I was at the football game last night cheering for the Wildcats who won. Pulled the upset, <laughs> so that was a good time. And uh, Sean, how about you? How are you living? Yeah, good. It's fireworks night here in the UK. So if you hear a few bangs while I talk tonight, that's that's, that's why we celebrate just letting off fireworks, which is a bit strange. But yeah, no. <laughs> I really love good it. week. Obviously, we'll, we'll jump into that, won't we? So yeah. If we can get the timing right, you know, it might work out. We'll talk about some stock and then boom, fireworks. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it was the week for it, wasn't it? It was the week for it. So It really was. Yeah, yeah we'll have to get into the numbers because it was an incredible week of trading for sure. Um, before we do get into all that, quick disclaimer, this is not uh, financial advice or trading advice. We are not financial professionals, uh, just three friends looking at charts and preparing for trading every week. And this is all entertainment and educational value for you. Appreciate you joining. And uh, as always, if you could subscribe or smash the like button, it helps us get the word out and get more traders involved with the trading triangle. So I appreciate that. And with all of that, we will get to the charts for the week. An amazing week, Kay. You said it. Uh, just incredible. Look at all Massive. this green. Even Massive. I can see the green, you know? <laughs> That's how you know. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, I mean, Amazon up massive. I think you said you, you got in on AMD, Kay. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. AMD was my biggest play for last week. My biggest win was DraftKings. Massive win. We talked about the chart last week, so that was great. And uh, yeah, we looked at AMD last week. We'll look at that again. How about you, Sean? Good week overall? Yeah, I think my biggest win was actually Pinterest, strangely enough. So not the kind of typical nice. name. Um, but yeah, I had quite a few wins, as, as you'd probably expect. Yeah, really, really nice week, really decent week. I've had me buzzing now, I think. Yeah, Ready, I love ready it. for next week. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to have to like, well, I'm actually traveling next week, so it's going to be good because I'll sit on my hands a little bit and... Either I'm going to get more anxious or it'll help calm me down. One of the two, but we'll see how it goes. Lots of green though last week. I mean, even even names, I'm, I've been not loving the financials and talking down on the financials. And you even got big moves in the banks last week. So everything was working. Um, the indices were up nice. We, we're still on the fear side of the fear and greed index. So that's interesting. Um, yep. Yeah, right. VIX though dropped all the way back below 15. It almost got to. It was over 21 last week. Yeah, right. It was yep. and so I mean cut by a, by a third basically. And uh if I'm not mistaken, I thought we were getting close to 13 even um below 14, but maybe I was just thinking about below 15, which we closed below 1491 on the VIX. Um and so SPY, I mean look at these numbers last week. SPY was up 5.85% for the week. The Qs were up 6.5%. The Diamonds up 5%. Small caps, IWM up 7.57%. Like that's incredible. That's an incredible week. Um, Bitcoin took a little bit of a, a, a relaxer and was down 1% over the last five days, but still just shy of 35K. So that's moved up even from its 27K level. Um, everything's looking great. And we're still on the fear side of the, of the index. Does that feel good to you, Kay? It feels good to me. It definitely feels good because we were very close to the extreme fear side and now we are getting closer to the neutral and that reflects the last week's the heat map right everything was green um we didn't get an interest rate hike as expected um we're talking about yep. maybe not getting another one in december maybe keeping it high at this level companies are going to get used to operating in a high interest environment so looking positive as of now 
feel like there's more room to to move higher. That's that's where my head's at. We'll look at some charts though. But Sean, I think uh, we were talking earlier, probably in the same same mindset there. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, see. let's see here. We got earnings before we get to the charts. Always got to look at earnings. A lot of names that like I think are going to get people's attention. Right, popular names like Celsius. I see on here for sure, and Uber and Rivian. Um, but yeah, I mean Occidental, of course. You got Disney. Lots of big names this week, but not necessarily names that'll move the market. But I think moves portfolios. Um, I've got Marathon uh, Digital, which is uh, after close on Wednesday, so we got a chart on that. Um, anything jumping off the page for you, Sean, in particular that you're looking at this week? Last week you had a big week, I know. Yeah, last week was a, a very big week. Um, this one a bit less so, but I'll be looking at Rivian, be looking at Fisker and Lee Auto as well, so that kind of uh, automotive side of things, but also Hims and Hers on Monday after the close. Oh, nice. some, they're basically revenue machines, so we're looking forward to seeing what they could have produced. And obviously Disney as well, after the close on Wednesday, see if they've actually made some money um, recently. But, um, yeah. but yeah, that's it for me. Oh, and Unity. Unity on um, Thursday after the close, if they can really talk about something more of the connection with Apple maybe. But yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good week. Thursday's interesting. After the close, we got the trade desk, and I pulled up a chart on that this week. We'll look mm-hmm. at that later. Kay, what else are we looking at this week? Um, I think for me, definitely Oxy, because Oxy is one of the trades that I'm actually looking to get into for next week. I actually didn't know that it was, they were reporting earnings, so I might have to readjust it. Uh, definitely Affirm on Wednesday. Uh, that I have been following for you know many, many months now, so I like that. Tulio. Uh, I would also yeah. look at Oatly. I know it's no longer a favorite and it's like trading in pennies. But here's the funny part. Even though it's trading in pennies, we still have buy rating on that stock. So I want to understand what's going on with that stock. Those are pretty much one. And then I guess uh, Sean talked about Unity. So that is also on my radar. When is... Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. And then uh, I also see Datadog on Tuesday before the open, which is... That's that's another one I'm looking at. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, I missed that. Yes, that's also say. on my radar. Yes, yes, that's also on my radar, yes. I knew that would be on your radar, okay, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so it'll be a good week of earnings again. A lot of action to trade around, so we'll see how that goes. We've got energy, we've got uh, you know tech, big tech names. You mentioned Twilio, that name moves quite a bit, so yeah. we should have some interesting stuff to watch. Getting to the charts. Um, I'm going to look at just a couple of key levels here on SPY, and I'd be curious to your thoughts. Um, we've got this long, you know, trend line that comes in, goes back to last October, right when we hit the bottom and started moving up, and we bounced off of it nicely, you know, earlier in the year in March, but then we recently in October just dipped below, and last week just massive recovery. That's what I'm highlighting here, right? Big recovery back above the trend, above the 50-day moving average, and really the how I look at this is for that 428.74 level below. If we can hold that and hold the trend line, we're in good shape. If we lose that and then lose the trend line, I mean, I don't know why 420 and maybe even 410 wouldn't be in the mix again. And conversely, you know, and that's about a one and a half percent to two percent move lower from where we closed Friday. On the other side, I think it's another two percent um, before I'm confident and we get above the 444 level. Right. So 437.33, I have resistance initially, but then 444. I mean, we've been talking about that level for months. And I feel like it has to get above that level and close with some strength. If it does in, in the coming weeks, I mean, it could be all, all bets are off and trying to push to beat that high that we had earlier this year in August. So that, that's kind of where my head's at. Just get above 444 and it's off to the races, drop back below 428.75. And, you know, we're going to see a little bit more of a drawback, drawdown. Um, what are your thoughts, Sean? 
Um, the volume profile that you've brought up there, it's really nice to kind of see how that kind of works in a way, because you can see all the volume coming in at 410 level. Um, and obviously we saw that this week and a really yeah, nice bounce, bounce off of that level. Um, but like you say, yeah, coming back up to the moving averages, I think playing around these areas for the next few days would be quite nice. Maybe a little bit of a calm down, especially on the RSI. Um, but the way the market's going, I mean, it could hit 444 by the end of this week. Um, but obviously that's a, that's a different story. But yeah, I think trading within this wedge, I think makes more sense kind of towards the end of the year. Maybe, you know, edge our way up again, make it a bit more stable, a bit, a bit nicer to trade as well, um, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, looking good. I'll just add one comment before we jump on to the next one. I think uh, it definitely looks like the the put to call ratio is on the positive side. Generally on SPY, we have it over two, but the entire next week it's 150, 1.59 all the way going down to 1.84, 1.13 like that. So definitely a lot more call options open next week as opposed to put options. Risk on to close out the year. We've been talking about that too. You know, I think there's a catch up trade here, and I heard some people scoffing at it when we were having the big drop there. And uh, but last week, well, that was quite the recovery. And the Qs, same thing. So jumping over to that in this downtrend, it's been highlighted on this chart. Um, and I feel like a little bit less, you know, as far as the absolute certainty on these levels with respect to like if we break three fifty three ninety three below, I think we could still trace down and then and recover from that but that's right where the 150 day moving average is so i kind of like that level as a key support and wanting to maintain and hold that um and then if we can break that trend line and get above 371.77 to the point of the volume shelves that's right where that kind of loosens up and you can get another move higher but i think we're going to be right at resistance this week similar to spy and going to need to break above this level so uh, a continuation is going to be great but uh this is a little bit of resistance here. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, next kind of catalyst kind of coming up is November 13th, Tuesday, I think, or mm. November 14th, one of those um, CPI reading. And obviously, if that kind of comes in positive or looking you know, fairly good for the future months, then we could see that level break on both the SPY and on the QQQ. Uh, but you hit the nail on the head with the chart there, that's for sure. I mean, we had Apple, you know, and they reported and you would think that the is this the chart you think you'd see, Kay, after Apple? I mean, no, no. I'm a little, a little surprised myself. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And, and Apple had a very lukewarm uh, future guidance. Um, the stock got down, but still up over 6%, almost 6% for the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is a great week. I don't know how else to put it. So I think Qs are going to show us. Uh, they break out of this trend and get above that, that 371.77 level. Uh, I'm, I'm positive on uh, the markets overall in that case. So. Yeah, I'll have to look at the semiconductors and, and pay attention there. But with that, I'm going to hand it over to you, Sean, and let's talk about some stocks. What do you got up first? Yeah, so first up, we've got Palantir on the one-week chart. Obviously, we had a very good earnings report on, on Thursday, um, respectively. You can see that um, kind of in, in the price action on the weekly. Obviously, big, big candle breaking the, the, the kind of trend line that was coming down. Obviously, it's not a complete break yet. I'd like to see a nice positive week. Not a huge week, of course, because obviously nothing's got to kind of compare with that. Um, but yeah, good volume, as you can see. I've written a few nights at the top there, um, bouncing off the 20 moving average, which is obviously the yellow line kind of moving up. So kind of a few indicators kind of came in confluential. That's probably not a word, but I made that one up. Um, <laughs> and uh, But yes, yeah, so we can see it obviously breaking. And um, yeah, I think 1880 level is the next kind of point of resistance. You kind of see it going back on the chart. And I've made a little kind of squiggly line kind of going into the end of the year. 
Um, if we can get back up to a kind of 25 level, which is Dan Ives' prior target. Um, and there's no reason why it can't, of course, because it's kind of a high momentum stock, lots of retail traders behind it. And from what I've been hearing, there's lots of kind of big money on the side and um, waiting to kind of come into the market in general. Whether they pick this stock, we don't know. Um, but the reason they might pick that stock is because they could obviously apply for the S&P 500 application because uh, they've had four positive quarters in a row, which right. is really, really, um, really, really pleasing to hear from the stock. And it's nice to actually get some really con concrete, um, you know, good news on a you know, consistent basis. Uh, but yeah, that's what I see in this chart. I don't know if you see anything a bit more. Big volume break on that trend for this mm. weekly chart, right? And uh, that's that's the biggest thing for me. So I'm with you. It's a very positive move here. And uh, the volume in particular caught my attention. Um, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. What do you think, Kay? And then you have a protocol 0.55 uh, with a volatility, implied volatility of 57%. It's a lot. Very positive compared to last week. Yeah, absolutely. I think it, it can continue this momentum, that's for sure. It's that kind of stock, isn't it? You can kind of see it throughout the chart, whether it be negative, whether it be positive. Um, and just one last thing, obviously, there's still room to move on the RSI as well. It hasn't actually gone up that much, really, um, if, if you take and have a look at it. Yeah, so you've got, you're really targeting $21 as the next level up if we can get above this uh, where it closed, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. All right, shall we keep it rolling? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, Neo. I don't know what happened to the picture here, but you can kind of see what's going on. Um, <laughs> we can see a nice uh, kind of recovery week, basically. Last week or a week before or something like that, I brought up the monthly chart, and it was kind of this uh, kind of trend line you can see kind of coming up through the bottom there. Um, and I said it would need a quick recovery. And we can kind of see that's happened with this week. Obviously, the macro helped. Um, the HSI, which is the Hang Seng Index in China, um, that kind of moved and turned around a little bit as well. Not hugely, still room to grow there, which is exciting. Um, but we can see, obviously, it reclaimed the three-year trend line, which I've just mentioned, um, looking more towards the 20 and the 50, which is looking like it's kind of curling back down. So what we want to do is kind of push that back up and kind of come through that, um, which is the $10 level, which is exciting because that's 22%, as you can see on the screen there. Um, but, yeah, it's looking good. I'm seeing deliveries kind of came in quite good in, you know, for October, kind of, it was roughly about 14, 15, I think, is what was kind of expected. But we've got 16, um, which, is, which is really good, obviously, because we had a holiday as well at the beginning of October. I realize I'm talking quite a lot. This is what, this is what happens with Neo. It's I, Neo. I, I, I talk, mean, talk, 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 talk. That's all I do. We expect <laughs> and, I mean, the deliveries, too, probably got you going there. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And, and Q4, I, I think we can get above kind of 60K. I released a tweet on, on um, earlier today. Um, I think 60K, we can get above that, which is really nice, kind of consistent growth coming through to the end of the year. Um, because the start of the year wasn't great. Um, and obviously, 2024 is looking looking good for Neo, at least in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me on this chart. I'm actually going to stop talking now. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good double bottom, I'm seeing. What do you think? Yeah. Get the double bottom here right off of that trend line? It definitely looks like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I think that's a, I mean, $10 is the, uh, that's exactly the price target. And that's, I mean, 22%. That'd be quite the move. Got the nice bounce, got good news with deliveries. So, and like you said, you got, you've noted here that RSI has got some room. I mean, all of the above uh, looks really nice to me. It just has to hold this trend line. Like I would really yeah. have a tight yeah. stop loss on that. I think if, if I were to trade this in the near term. I think the, the stop loss for me was 690. I had it on the chart previously, but I didn't want to crowd it too much. Um, but that kind of stop loss level was around about 690 for me. Yeah. I like it. 
that's that's a pretty decent move right from 690 to 823 even if you got rid of that trade that's a pretty decent profit you would make yeah exactly right no it's, it's exciting times for neo obviously it's been beaten down for so many so many reasons but yeah i'm still in it i'm still looking at it and you know i, I believe in the company going forward i've got to stop talking about neo really <laughs> this is why i don't bring it up this is why i've started not including it the last few weeks <laughs> just, yeah. we, have, we have a neo fanatic on the channel here Oh, very good, very good. Um, I'll tell you what, you got me watching those battery swap videos. They fascinate me. So, you know, I'm right there with you. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. But, oh, yeah, before we do, Sean. Yeah, so this week, obviously, you're still posting on Twitter for about, what, X, whatever you want to call it. Um, obviously, YouTube, I've got a DraftKings video coming out later today. Just got to edit it and post it, pretty much. Um, just reacting to the earnings, that kind of thing. Um, and obviously, on the newsletter, I posted kind of earnings upcoming this week. So Rivian, Unity, and Disney. Um, a few kind of trade ideas around that, kind of observations on there. I basically post three charts and five bullet points, and that's it. Really easy reading. And obviously, the link is down below. So, yeah, that's it for me. Hand it over to Nate. That sounds perfect for the weekends. I like it, Sean. It's nice and easy. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's our style right here. Keep it easy. Keep it simple. Have a good time. Last week was a really good time. Um, yeah. So moving to the next charts here, we got Marathon Digital. Um, so for anybody paying attention to the crypto space, you've seen Bitcoin you know, move up from 27K to now it's hovering just below 35K. The miners haven't really participated massively, but what I like to see here with uh, Marathon ticker M-A-R-A -A, is this higher highs and higher lows that keep forming. Um, now we're above the not only the 20-day, but above the 50-day moving average. The 20 days curling up nicely, um, and we broke through that that prior downtrend. So there's this this range that we, it traded in, that Marathon traded in for a while between 887 and 1064, and we're now right back in that range. Um, so I'd like it to hold and bounce off of where it's at here. Um, you know, where it closed on Friday, which was 941. If it can, you know, hold roughly that 50-day moving average, it's right there at that spot and bounce higher. I like it. I think there's room to run. Um, and then I would be targeting getting back up to that 1064, if not uh, even pushing all the way to 11, which is about where the 150-day would come in. So, yeah, I like the potential upside here and the continued higher highs and higher lows. And really it sets up for an easy trade, right? If you want to get in with Marathon Digital in the near term, if it makes a lower, lo a lower low, so it breaks that previous, you know, the, the arrow I've got noted there um, going back into October, um, which is right around 850. You know, if it breaks below that low, then the trend might be in question. And so you can, you know, take a little risk off. So what do you guys think about this chart? Sean, anything to add? Yeah, I think for me, I'd be looking at that kind of 1064 level you touched on up there and also paying close attention to Bitcoin because obviously it's been kind of moving around a bit more recently, uh, which is nice to see. So I think looking at those two things, definitely that 1064 level I've noted down for many weeks in a row now. Um, but yeah, I really like the trend up. If you if you took away all the lines and you know the moving averages and you just put a line on that trend, it would look really nice, wouldn't it? Um, so I'd be looking for that to definitely to continue and obviously have that breakout at 1064, yeah. Yeah, 1064 breakout. How about UK? Anything you like about this chart? I, I like because uh, next week, the put to call is 0.41, which is very similar to most of the weeks that we have for this stock. However, the implied volatility is 116%. So I said, okay, let me take, take a look at the, the strike price, right? So at $9, you are getting about 35 to 36 cents. That's a pretty decent return. 
for such a small stock not from a strike price standpoint right you're investing nine hundred dollars and yeah. you're getting if you're doing a cash secure put right you're getting about thirty six thirty seven dollars so if you open ten contracts that's pretty decent amount of money that's not bad at all I mean that's one of the things Sean and I were talking about this before you jumped on earlier Kay. um if you find these tickers with nice premiums that stay consistently high, you can collect a lot with uh, selling these options and collecting those premiums with, with the covered call strategy. And uh, we were talking about CPNG couping, which maybe okay. I'll have to bring a chart up, right? Um, because I keep getting you know two, three percent regularly every couple of weeks selling calls there. And then Marathon Digital is the exact same way. I mean, even juicier premiums like you're mentioning. Exactly. And you know, I actually got into Marathon Digital because of you. Uh, a couple of months ago, but I could only get like two or three uh, strikes in before, you know, it just took off, took off. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> this is, this is on my radar as well. Nice. Yeah. If we can hold these levels here, especially above 887, I think it's, um, it's poised nicely and, and keep making these higher highs and higher lows. So we will see what happens. It, it is, you know, like you said, Sean, really have heavily dependent on what Bitcoin does. So that is something I'm watching throughout the weekend. Um, and then as we head into the, the week, um, so next up for me is the trading desk. So they report Thursday after after close, I believe. Um, and I like this this ticker. I haven't really talked about it much on the trading triangle, but it's worth noting here. It's been in a, in a little bit of a downtrend, making lower highs and lower lows. Um, but it did have a huge week last week, and we've got earnings coming up. And I think basically you're going to see. I mean, this is a little bit uh, too accurate for a prediction. Like you know you. Know, I don't like to be this precise, but really what I'm expecting to see is a move up to the top of that trend line ahead of earnings here. And then as we get when we get to earnings, you're either going to see a nice, strong earnings report with good guidance and that's breaking that trend line and uh, hopefully breaking 8650, which would give us a higher high and really get set up for a nice breakout trade higher. Um, and then the opposite of that is if we get bad earnings or guidance isn't what is expected, I would think we're going to get a massive rejection at that same level. And you can look back at prior earnings, right? It did not go so well and there's a massive sell-off. So um, I actually think waiting until post earnings to make the trade here makes the most sense. And then if it does sell off, go ahead and take the short because it's probably going to continue to sell all the way back to the bottom of the trend line versus if it you know, does get a nice, nice move higher and it breaks that trend line, you know, take the breakout trade. And that's what I'm looking at here for TTD. That's interesting. What do you think, Kay? So uh, the implied move uh, post earnings is more between 12.8% to 13.7. So let's say 13 to 14% is your implied move on that. And if you look at the options, we have a lot of hedging going on. It's 1.12 uh, ending next week. So and with an implied volatility of 122%. So higher the higher than the the Mara one, and if you look at um, if you open a CSP at the money, so seven thousand nine hundred dollars, you are going to get a premium of four hundred and eighty dollars. Oh, you're making me do public math. Yes, let me see. I'm not good at public that's math. That's actually I can tell you that's a nice premium. That oh is my a, god, it's six percent. Yeah, I was going to say six percent. So six percent premium in a in how long? A week? In a week at yeah, the money. That's the, that's yeah. the volatility you're going to see with yeah. uh, trading desk ground earnings. But if you take a fifteen percent uh, implied move on the downside and build that into it, uh, you still get a pretty decent premium, right? It, it's it's massive. Yeah. So you so you th you're, you're basically saying here for 
if you're looking to get in a trade desk and uh, you want to maybe get in a little bit of a discount to where you might think it might be going, um, selling cash secured puts is a good way to collect that cash. And then effectively, if you get exercise and you buy at that lower strike price, then you are okay with it because you're buying in, right? You, you're looking to go long uh, and over the longer period. But yeah, um, I like the cash secured puts. I, I Again, though, I'm waiting till post earnings, which now the thing with that, with what you're talking about is if you can sell these calls or sell these puts ahead of earnings, you get that implied volatility crush, which is massive. And you get exactly. huge gains from that. So yeah, I do like, I, I like what you're getting at there. Because if you, on, on, on this particular trade, if you are assuming that you'll have a down, uh, the stock can go down 15%, right? Or 14% implied move. So if you can get to about 8% down, 9% down, and then cover the remaining by premium, so you're kind of securing us, you're getting decent premium, assuming it goes down that much, it could go the other way around. So if it goes the other way around, that's your entire profit right there. But if it goes down, at least you will be pretty much break even getting into a position. However, I always say when you're doing a CSP, always do on stocks that you want to hold long term. Right. Make sure you want to own the stock. Sean, what would you add here to TTD, the trade desk? Um, for me, I've been looking for that momentum. You touched on it a little bit just a second ago, just kind of getting above the moving averages, um, getting above that volume shelf, which is kind of doing it now. Um, obviously, earnings will be a big factor in that. But whichever way earnings goes, the momentum would have to kind of follow that. Makes sense. But I'd prefer it to go up because um, you can get all of those moving average underneath. And then that would help it push through those two levels of the, the trend line and, and the 8650 level. Um, and in which case, you're, I think you'll do really, really well. Um, but yeah, this is what I've added to my watch list. Thank you very much. Nice. You got it. Yep. 86.50. That's the level. You said it. That'll give us a higher high if we can get above it. And uh, yeah, we might see it with, with the earnings. We'll see. I mean, literally the last two earnings are pretty brutal. <laughs> but uh, that doesn't, you know, we'll see how it goes this time around. They might have, they might have some strong guidance. Uh, we'll have to see, but the trade desk is one that's yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, ticker to watch because it does move. You can see here by looking at the candles, it will make some big moves. If you're a trader, you can make some big money off of that. So um, that's the two tickers I have this week: marathon and the trade desk. You can find me on X. I am live streaming right now, so if you're listening on and checking us out on the live stream on X, hopefully you're enjoying that. We can keep that rolling. Um, and then also, I've got the newsletter, Traders Education. Also, we uh, put the audio for the podcast here uh, out on that. So check out a Trader's Education. And then I write for Wolf Financial every Sunday, dropping newsletter posts there, helping traders out with some new information. I uh, love working with Wolf. So if you haven't already subscribed to those newsletters, please do. And thanks again for checking in the live stream. Let's shift it over here to Kay. Oh, and, and by the way, if you haven't already, to the if you're on YouTube checking this out, uh, be sure to subscribe and smash the like button. It makes Kay really happy, and he actually goes through his charts with much a uh, cheery, much happier tone if you do that. So absolutely, he's smiling. <laughs> see, he knows you guys are gonna hit the like button. So hey, over to you, Kay. What do you got? Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So yeah, so we we have been talking about AMD has been on uh, has been a regular on our channel for a while now, and um, learning for you guys. I see. I actually have a volume profile now. Oh, look at this! You right? do. I like because it. yeah, I did not know that until I was tinkering around the tool and I found, oh, we have a volume profile. So I think using a volume profile also started adding a little bit of a, a perspective into your charts, which was not there before. So when we use the Fibonacci retracement or uh, a support trend line, you know, resistance and support, 
throwing a volume profile also helps a lot uh, because we do have a volume at the bottom, but it does help to see where we are getting more buy-in and sell. Uh, so coming into AMD, and it's a very interesting um, uh, position right now. We saw this major gap up right after earnings, not a gap up, but a big, strong buy. And I think it will continue to have that until we reach to a point of, I would say, uh, that is about 117 or so. That's when the the buy pressure starts dying down. So you have a still a good 6% from here onwards that you can make. Now, you can always look at the top trend line that is about a 10% move, 99.5, something like that. That is still an upward trend before we hit that resistance level for AMD. Um, assuming that we are into um, a green cycle, assuming uh, till the end of the year, assuming there's a Santa rally, we could see AMD making higher highs moving forward from here. But again, we also have to keep in mind that things can go wrong. Something happens, you know, we can see a big dump. But anything between 100 and if you look at the volume profile between 100 all the way to 117, we just have a lot of buying pressure. And then the, the buy just accelerates at around the $104, $105 level. So if you're going to get AMD at those levels, you should, for long term, buy more. And for trading, those are the levels that you should be looking at. Um, next week, I would really hope that we get this um, golden cross, which is a potential golden cross, waiting for it since the price is both above the 20 and 21 day SMA. And we also want to see if the 200 moving average starts curling back up. Uh, we will see decline in the volume. Generally, that happens right after the earning happens. So the volume should be stabilizing next week. But assuming all those things are in play, we can still see a little bit uptrend for AMD. We still have some room to run. What do you guys think? Go You're for mute, it. Mate. You're mute. I love to see this because of the semiconductor <laughs> in, you know, sector in general. Is I'm super bullish on. And AMD, you know, move, making this move with NVIDIA, also making a move higher in its channel. Uh, definitely love to see that because I think semis are going to lead the markets overall and tech. But uh, yeah, Sean, what do you think? What are your thoughts here? So my thoughts are um, my eyes have lit up because I've just seen a breakout trade opportunity. Oh, um, so I've, just had a little, I've, just, I've just had a little play on my chart as well to see the level. And 111.40 to 50, that kind of area. If we can come back down to that, we test it. I'll definitely be entering there, um, there, thereabouts, and then playing it out for a breakout. Because like you said, you're kind of playing around these areas now and you can kind of see it on your chart there, um, a few resistance points. And that just um, says to me, that's a very solid level. So if we come back down to that, we test it on, on a support basis and then move up, like you say, towards that kind of 122 level-ish. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, breakout trade, just what I love. We're talking a lot about breakout trades these days, Sean. Yeah, it'd be giddy. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I just love them. I just love them. <laughs> if you think about like earnings right after earnings, those are like all set for breakout trades. Yeah, but it's right? breakout season. Love it. Yeah. That's why I love it. Yeah, it's interesting how the charts set right up as right as you're hitting into these earnings reports. Um, it's not a coincidence, right? All right, <laughs> Kay. That's two weeks in a row with AMD. So I hope that brings additional positive energy and it just keeps rock rocketing higher. Yes, we need we need a semiconductor to lead the way, as you said. So yeah. moving on to the next one. This one also has been a very regular on our channel. We talk about Square. So we had a pretty yeah. solid showing on Square last week. Um, you can see Square has been beaten down to hell 
uh, all time low was 32 33 that was like few years ago right around the 2020 or somewhere there when then we had the v shape recovery um and stock ran to 200 plus dollars or something like that Right. Now, after reporting earnings, I'm actually going to be doing a YouTube video on the summary of the entire earnings report. But the potential for Square finally, everybody's realizing, oh, this is going to become a profitable company, and then that's why we had that gap up. Now, the from a, from a trade standpoint, I think the the issue that we will run into is we generally run into a resistance, as you can see that the volume profile over there about fifty eight dollars. So fifty eight dollars from there onwards, it, there is really not much volume and there's not much buying pressure. So we see a lot more buying pressure at these lower levels, up to fifty eight dollars, and we are already forty eight dollars. So you have about a little bit room to run. Um, we do have this gap up, like unlike AMD, we did not have a gap up. We had a solid strength across that level for two, almost three trading days back to back. This one has a gap up, so we could see a potential decline if the market goes red, uh, and we would probably like to come back down here to fill the gap. But that is what I'm seeing. So I will still be careful getting into a square. It's a it's going to be a long term position and long term trade if you want to do that. But for a quick one, you should have, or I mean, I would have, should have, could have done it before the earnings to play that. But uh, that's how I'm seeing. You can still target the fifty eight. That could be a little bit short to midterm trade, um, both in CSP in in the options world or just regular shares. But that's what I'm seeing on this chart. Uh, so I'll be careful if you don't own Square in your portfolio, you don't want to own it for long term. Be very careful in this one. I like it because I have it in my long term portfolio. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think um, trading this in the short term is very very dangerous. Too many gaps. Um, volume all over the place, obviously. Um, but generally, for the long term, I, I really, really like this. I touched on the RSI divergence last week. It's nice to see that's kind of happened. Yep. Um, which, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the 58 levels you mentioned. The big volume bar there. Obviously, you can kind of see the, the support and resistance around those levels as well. So it just kind of makes sense. But it's one I'm staying away from. That, that's for sure. For a short term, at least, um, for me. Tricky one, Kay. This is yep. tricky. Yeah, like, I like. I get excited when I see the big gap up like that. But I think that to get really uh, positive, we got to see it get get back above fifty eight there and make a higher high from that shelf that you got noted as a short term or the short to midterm target. I think that's spot on. So if we can get to sixty with with a block square, um, yeah, that, I think that's the the right time to then if you wanted to get bullish with a trade. And it held that, uh, you know, held above fifty eight. I think that's a good time to start getting bullish. But right now, um, it's just super interesting. So yeah, to keep an eye on it. Yeah, exactly. Because if you notice, compared to any other stocks that we talk about, um, the volume really dries up for Square post earnings. It just flattens out. So you got to be very careful, especially getting into any options trading for Square. You would probably would not get any uh, major. Um, um, the fill order filling gets difficult for square so keep that in mind at these levels i like the uh, the volume profile good stuff Kay. Thanks yeah yeah no this is amazing uh yes so uh just like everybody we am also on x twitter at invest k uh, i do have a youtube channel where i post regular updates uh, weekly trade results on what i do every single week i also post very technical analysis stock analysis 
and I also write on Substack. So definitely give us me, give me a follow along with everybody on the channel. And uh, that's it for me today. Appreciate it, guys. This has been another great week, another set of charts that looks promising. So a lot of great ideas. Um, one thing I'm going to note for the coming week, you know, like I said, I'm going to be a little bit busy, so I won't be trading quite as much. But um, I'm also adding a couple of pieces of information. I keep everything simple. I don't like to use a ton of indicators, but volume weighted average price has always been you know, something I watch and anchored volume weighted average price. Uh, anchored view app is something that I'm definitely uh, starting to use more. I don't talk about it just yet because I haven't quite mastered what, you know, what I'm doing there. Um, but that's coming because, you know, the godfather of, uh, you might call him uh, Brian Shannon of uh, Anchor VWAP. I'm just loving the stuff he's putting out. So yeah, that's, that's something I'm looking at studying, adding more this week um, to the, the knowledge base. How about you, Kay? What, what are your plans for the coming week? Yeah, I think my plans mostly are to focus on the existing charts that we have, uh, look into the energy side as well, uh, but always, but always try to see if I can, you know, take one or two plays for the earnings that are coming up. Um, those are, that's what I'm going to be looking at from, uh, as you said, you're looking at, uh, the, the, the VWAP, Anchor VWAP. Uh, I'm actually trying to get to learn the volume profile and see if I can find any, uh, correlation between the Fibonacci retracement that we generally put along with the VWAP. And if, if we can start making some sense, that could help, you know, get better at the trading side. Yeah. And then Sean, you mentioned last week, the, the, the RSI divergence, and that's something that now I'm constantly scanning for as well. So appreciate that. <laughs> that was a good call. You're yeah. yeah that was a good call. Yeah. Uh, what do you got going this week, Sean? Uh, so for me, it's more of a bit of a psychological look at things. Obviously, last week was really, really bullish. Really, really. I mean, the market went up five percent. That doesn't normally happen in the space of a week. Almost um, 6%. So for me, Man. I'm going to be looking at a bit more. I know there's lots of earnings coming um, this, this week, and people can tend to keep on that excitement. They've made a lot of money, so they think they can make a lot more. But to take a step back and just kind of kind of sit on those profits, you know, reward yourself, that kind of thing. Um, but just keep a level head going into this week. And that's what I'll be doing. Hopefully going more towards less is more. Last week, obviously, everyone placed lots of trades. So it's just kind of had that kind of less is more attitude um, going to trading, at least from, from my perspective. And uh, yeah, subscribe. I mean, we haven't said that enough tonight, but obviously we really appreciate you guys uh, obviously watching us and girls. I always say guys. Um, but yeah, and obviously like the video. Really do appreciate that. Hand it back to Nate now because he's the host. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm hosting on X right now, live streaming too. Oh, yeah, sure yeah. Everybody yeah. check that Post out. It, yeah. Make sure you like and repost that for me and get the word out. And yeah, the Trading Triangle, every Sunday we do this and we have a good time of it. So thanks again for joining. Smash the like button and be sure to subscribe to keep checking things out. And we'll post throughout the week too. We'll drop some videos here and there, some recaps, especially around earnings. So you know, stay tuned for that. And uh, thanks again. Another great week, guys. And I'll see you out there on the trading trading desk. All right, awesome. folks. Yep. Take care. See you next week. See you guys.